Welcome to the Healthy Life Podcast that doesn't hold back. We discuss all subjects from wellness, healthy eating and fitness. Welcome to Healthy Life. Hi everyone, I'm here today with Bernie. Hi Bernie, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thanks. Thanks for asking me on air. Oh, you're most welcome. So Bernie's going to talk to us about her life with diabetes. So um, Bernie, how old were you when you discovered you had type 1 diabetes? So I was uh, 28 when I first discovered I had diabetes. I was actually expecting my first child at the time. It was a bit of a shock, actually, because I have an identical twin and there's no diabetes in the family. So yeah, it was a bit a bit of a shock, but um, not only completely unexpected because some people do have diabetes when they're expecting their first child. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, so and you were you were you were a nursery teacher, and you absolutely loved your job. Yeah, so I uh, graduated as um, as a nursery teacher. Um, I've been to university, and um, I, to be honest with you, I, I I'm only four for eight, so I, I chose nursery because I could guarantee the three and four year olds were actually going to be shorter than myself. <laughs> so I, I really uh, yeah I loved it. I really enjoyed it, um, and I'd been teaching for for quite a while, um, and then I I. I Ended up with diabetes, type one. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, you, you've had to stop being a nursery teacher because your diabetes progressed, didn't it? So, w- what happened next? So, I, when I was diagnosed with uh, diabetes, I it, actually I lived for quite a few years with actually very few complications. And with type one diabetes, unfortunately, that can come with a whole load of. Uh, different issues and so um, back in 2011 um, I started to notice that um, I actually wasn't seeing as well so I've always worn glasses I'm what they call a high myope which means I'm very short-sighted and um, to be honest with you when I was then diagnosed with um, a sight issue related to diabetes um, I I actually just thought I needed some new glasses you know um, as you grow older you know and unfortunately I was at that stage where I might need reading glasses and that's actually what I just thought I needed so I ended up at uh, opticians um, not far from where I live um, just saying I think I need some new glasses. Yeah and um, how long after did you discover it, it was, um, it's, if you could pronounce it for me again, diabetic? A maculopathy. And when did you um, discover that? So I went from my um, thinking that I just needed reading glasses to actually then ending up at the hospital, local hospital, and finding that actually the problem with my eyes wasn't at the front of my eyes, which is where your seeing happens, where you might get cataracts and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, Actually a problem at the back of my eyes, which was um, diagnosed then as something called diabetic uh, macular edema. which is where you have an issue, as I say, at the back of your eyes, and that can really cause real serious issues we're seeing. Uh, and it, it's it's at the moment they don't have an, a cure for that, do they? And it it progresses. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there there's treatment. So um, so the day I was actually diagnosed at the uh, hospital, I was told that there would be treatment for me. And you can have two types of treatment. So I have actually diabetic maculopathy, but also retinopathy. And I'd actually started with that, but that hadn't really caused any eye issues. Mm. And you can have something called laser treatment for that, which I'd had and. That would been that been quite successful actually, but with maculopathy, that's a completely different treatment. And I was told that I would actually need eye injections. Wow, did that hurt? Yeah, well, it was. I never heard of eye injections. Actually, it was really, really. Um, yeah, I was actually shaking when I was told I'd have to have eye injections. Yeah. And then I was told the drug that I would be injected with back in 2011 
was actually a drug called Avastin and actually wasn't approved to be used in the eyes. So I was not only told I need an eye injection, but actually the drug they were going to be injecting actually wasn't approved to be used there so in just, the eyes. You said, look, you're going to tr- you're happy to trial it, was you? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was no other option for me yeah. to trial, and in fact, I I just wanted to have some treatment actually that you know was going to work. So yeah. yeah, went for that. Okay, wow. And so, are you still doing that now? Because that was back in 2011. So, uh, how's your treatment been since then? Yep, so I'm still having um, injections. I have them every month. Um, I've had 105 now in my right eye and I had 33 in my left before, unfortunately, they had to give up on that, that eye. Oh, just, okay. just a quick question, actually, on the eye injections. Is it actually in your eye it goes in? Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, yeah, it is. And in fact, it sounds so much worse than it actually is. Um, yeah, I was really nervous for the first one. I didn't know what to expect. But actually, it's a really quick procedure. It's done very well. It's done in a clean room. Um, and you don't really have to worry too much about um, anything but looking in a particular place. So all the worries taken up, you are awake for it. But actually, a lot of people come back and say, I'm actually an inject- injection buddy for the Macular Society. And a lot of people fan up saying, oh, I'm going to have my first injection. I don't know what to expect. And actually, I walk scary. them through it. Yeah, yeah, it is scary. You just yeah. don't know what to expect. But actually, I walk them through and tell them what's going to happen. And actually, they come away going, Oh, okay, when they phone back later, they say it actually wasn't nearly as bad as it sounded. Oh, good. And do you notice a difference when you have it done? Um, yeah, or, I mean, I, I... Or is it just, is it helping to to, to slow any deterioration? Progression, yeah, it does. I mean, there is fluid at the back of the eye, which is what the word edema comes from. And what the idea is, is it stops that fluid from progressing and getting more. And the actual drug's called an anti-VEGF. And what happens is, is that when your body is... Have struggling with something and our bodies naturally want to mend and what happens is this anti-VEGF um, is stopping a protein being made called VEGF and and that is basically stopping any new vessels being made yeah. but because your body is trying to basically heal itself by making new blood vessels and this stops it from making blue blood vessels in your eyes so basically that's what it's stopping to doing and therefore it, there'll be no more edema or it's drying up that edema so that's oh, okay. what, how it works oh okay oh I'm, I'm glad it's all going well on that is there anything else that you have to do differently with your type 1 diabetes because of this is there any other medication you have to take i think really for um for this it's just really having those um injections but unfortunately you know um, unfortunately diabetes is a gift that keeps on giving and basically I ended up with other complications as well so eye complications it led to cataracts so you can have cataracts as well and you're far more prone to have cataracts when you have diabetes um, so I have cataracts too and yeah. and unfortunately for me that led to um, my ocular hyper uh, something called ocular hypertension and that's when the pressure in your eyes can get a bit more than it should be and um, they keep a close eye on that when yeah. you're having injections and so I, I had to have some surgery for that as well and and these are things that can happen so you can end up you can end up not everyone does I mean I have a multitude of eye issues but that's just me some people just have retinopathy you can have retinopathy without any maculopathy that's what some patients have and some have retinopathy and then maculopathy can happen on top of that and then you can have the cataract so you can end up with quite a few different eye issues but to be honest with you I'm looked after so well at the hospital in fact I go to two different hospitals I go to one in London as well 
Yeah. And so that it, you can end up with quite a few eye issues, but actually, you know, some it's a very individual journey for people. Yeah. Well, it's nice because you've mentioned you've you obviously get people ring you up when they're about to have yeah. their first injection, yeah. and um, so you've you, you volunteer a lot of your time, don't you, to help people? Yeah, I do. I mean, I do. You know, because I've got DMO, diabetic macular edema, and I've got retinopathy. You know, I'm really passionate about getting that message out and across that actually there is help for people to to find other people. I only knew one person with macular edema actually for many years going through treatment and it's quite a lonely journey but actually it needn't be that way at all. There are lots of people with maculopathy out there and retinopathy out there and um, the Macular um, Society is one charity that's really helped me to connect with yeah. others in the same situation. Okay, so obviously it's it changed your life. Yeah. You know, you've you had to give up a job that you were yeah. so passionate about. Um, but it's you've mentioned uh, something mentioned before is it, it opened up some opportunities for you as well with yeah. the volunteering. But you, you, the, if you can tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, I mean, I, when I lost my job, you know, it was a horrendous time actually because I, I just never expected that that was what was going to happen. Yeah. I was having the treatment, and I thought, you know, that was that was fine, and I would actually retire as the nursery teacher that I was and, and I was really proud to be in that position but it just wasn't going to work out because with the maculopathy you get you know sight loss as in difficulty to recognize people's faces you have difficulty with colors um, cataracts can really make things ever really really fuzzy yeah. so I then had to step away from that job and uh, even though we had people in to try and help me keep the job it just wasn't going to work out so basically I just then had to really decide what was I going to do for the rest of my life because I was far away from retiring um, and I just then had to really focus on things I could do and not the things I couldn't and I could no longer teach children so I then looked around as to what else I could do and in uh, the Macular Society I actually had have a magazine and they actually looked out for people who could um, help in their university yeah. with the low vision clinics and so I put my hand up and said yeah I think I can do that you know that was that would be a really good opportunity to to help others know about diabetic macular edema and diabetic retinopathy and the cause of sight loss that that can give so I started to volunteer for that and I went sort of every week to the university in London and I still do that now I still do that when they need me yeah um or they want some of the low vision and, and diabetes to go in and talk to to students and um yeah I really really enjoyed it I you know it's like wow you know there is a space for me there is something positive that I can do you're getting a sense of your teaching in there as well aren't exactly. you? because you're like how you're talking to me now I feel like you're, you're teaching me <laughs> yeah well I really enjoy I so enjoy sharing the message out and yeah. trying to give back because I've been so fortunate to have good treatment and good care and give back to what you know into that you know sort of healthcare profession of what you know what has been given to me so yeah, yeah I really I so enjoy that um you know and and that led to other things so I thought well if they like you know if they enjoy me doing that what else can I do how else can I help yeah. so it has led to lots of other opportunities which I've so enjoyed Wonderful. I mean, I know we're going to have you back again to tell us more about some of these other things, including learning Braille. Yeah, um, Braille now. But, but yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing for hearing all of this, honestly. Yeah, cool. yeah I love it. Yeah. Fine. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Pleasure. And um, I think, is it next week? And Yeah. Uh, yep. So we're going to get back, uh, Bryony Burn. sorry, get my words out. We're going to get you back in next week yep. and um, discuss about Braille and some of the other things you uh, uh, you told me about earlier. 
Yep. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join the Healthy Life family, please subscribe and like our podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcast and Podbean. And remember to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast and do check our new website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.